Hello and welcome back to the Golden Hurricast, a weekly podcast covering Golden Hurricane athletics at the University of Tulsa. I'm Ryan Token. I'm Matt Rexine. And <laughs> I think that was Pat. I'm not sure where he's at today. Uh, so wish him well. Uh, it was not the double-digit win. We thought it might be. All three of us actually thought it might be that. It wasn't even again, over the spread. It wasn't even over the three-and-a-half-point spread win. But somehow, Tulsa got it done after blowing a 17-7 to lead against Wyoming uh, at home in what ended up just being an absolutely crazy, nuts finish. Uh, we'll talk a lot about what happened that game, and then Tulsa's off next week uh, with a bye before com- conference play starts. Uh, first game against an undefeated SMU team. I mean, as of right now, they might not be undefeated after next week. Aren't they play in South, South Florida? South Florida's a juggernaut this nah, year. Dude, uh, they're going to be 5-0. and they're already getting votes. They were like third from the top 25 right now. So maybe they'll be ranked by the time we get there. That would be fun. Uh, me and Matt will be there at that game. Um, so we'll talk about that next week. This will be more just recap Tulsa, Wyoming, and uh, a couple more things too. So let's get started. Stay golden. Hurricane. All right, so Tulsa got another win, brings us to two and two on the year. We won twenty-four to twenty-one at home, second home game of the week against the Wyoming Cowboys, second Cowboy in Se- a row. Second home game of the week, damn busy week. I missed the first. Did I say one. that second home game in a row. I mean, um, Scout agrees. She's barking, uh, but yeah, we predictions were off. We all, for whatever reason, before talking in advance, all picked us to score thirty-eight points. I said we would win 38 to 21. Matt, you said 38 to 24, closest one. So you, I guess you win this one. And Pat said 38 to 17. So we all all thought the offense might score a little bit more, um, and thought it would be a wider margin of victory. That is not what happened. 24 to 21, last second stop on the goal line, basically uh, forced that fumble. Uh, we'll talk about that later on as well. But a crazy end of that game. Uh, let's kind of start from the beginning. I think. Uh, it was another slow start for TU. We didn't score um, in the first quarter. Again, we actually didn't score in the first half until three minutes left in the second quarter, and then we scored twice in a row, uh, which was pretty nice. So went went into halftime uh, up 14-7 to after a pretty ugly start to that game. Um, Matt, what were your kind of first thoughts on the game overall? This was a marathon of a game. Yeah, like, it was. It was uh, total time of the game was four hours and 45 minutes. What? Uh, no way. Yeah. No, it's, that's uh, according to the uh, Tulsa website, which is a hundred percent wrong. Just looking at it, three <laughs> hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. They just kick off was two thirty-two. End of game was six seventeen. Three hour, 45 minutes, but okay. it <laughs> says four hour, 45 yeah. minutes. So All right. good thing I can do some quick maths over here True. to get that they're wrong. Matt likes um, yeah, this is, so I, I didn't listen to last week's episode again, but I'm pretty sure wow. that I said that uh, Zach Smith was going to throw for 300 yards for the first time this season, this game. I think you did say that. And he did. It was the uh, first time we've had a 300-yard game since 2016 Miami Beach Bowl. 
So I think uh, Smith had a good game in spite of how bad our offensive line was playing. Uh, I mean, how often you brought up the point, like trying to figure out, has there ever been more sacks that you've allowed in a win? Like seven sacks is crazy. Like I, I doing as much digging as I could, I found one instance of that happening in like 2003. But uh, so 354 yards, Smith ended up having a strong passing game, but it just seemed like early on um, in both the second half and first half, we had a lot of yards that ended up not doing anything. We would get to half field and then it would die. Yeah, over and over again. I mean, I know we thought we were, me and you were sitting together at the game, and uh, man, it was like every time we'd get past the 50, maybe to the 40, um, the, the Wyoming 40, and just stop. I mean, it happened like three or four times in a row. So we were getting all these yards, um, but, you know, no points all the way up until, like I said, three minutes left in the in the second half. And I totally agree about, or in the second quarter, I totally agree about Smith. I mean, in the, the offensive line, I mean, it's, it's going to be a problem for us this year. They like seven sacks in a game. That's nuts. You can't get sacked seven times. I mean, my, that the stat of like, has there ever been a, a team that got sacked that many times and actually still won the game? I know you found the one that was also seven, right? That's what you said. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you're getting sacked seven times, even without the set, like take all the sacks away, he's still getting hit on so many throws. Like at the same time, he's releasing the ball, two touchdown passes. He got hit at the same time, uh, or the one to Sam Crawford and then a bunch of other big plays. And it just means that we're just getting dominated on the line all game. And fortunately, we were able to pull it out there. Uh, but man, like, I know they're young, um, but they, I don't think Wyoming's that much bigger, faster, stronger than us on the D-line. We're not going to be fortunate enough to play an offense as, like, I don't know. I guess they had a bad game, but they're also not an offensive powerhouse in Wyoming. Yeah, no. And no. so giving up seven sacks against Wyoming – we could stay in it because they weren't running away with the game. But if we're doing that and just giving teams like SMU, Tulane, Memphis, Houston, UCF, like yeah. those are teams that are just going <laughs> to run gonna up the score away. while we can't do anything on offense. Yeah. And it's not even – it's not just the sacks. It's the fact like seven sacks, 14 tackles for loss. Yeah. yeah like dang. we lead – we don't lead. I'm sorry. That's wrong. <laughs> we are 126th in the country for sacks allowed, 128th for tackles for loss allowed. Like, the only team that's on both those lists with us is Akron. They're like 0-4 in the MAC <laughs> Akron, right now. Right? Akron. Is it? Yeah, Akron. LeBron no, James, like hometown, baby. Akron. Not a LeBron Akron. It's like, I, I just really like Akron. <laughs> yeah. Singer, so that's kind of... Uh, who, I'll drop this in for um, Carl. Adam Levine and Akron are the same. Just, yeah, that's just, true. Just say that. Shout out Carl. Um, But yeah, the... Passing, like, Zach Smith seems to be able to do enough to, as much as he's getting hit, like, he's still able to get 354 yards. Yeah. But the run the run game is just being, like, destroyed. Like, however many rushing yards we have is, again, in spite of yeah. how our line's been playing. So, yeah, after, after three weeks of play, uh, we were 125th in line yards. Uh, 106th in our opportunity rate and 111th in stuff rate. And so our offensive line is just not doing a whole lot. But like I will say, I will concede um, our power success rate is really strong. We're 28th overall in the country. Um, 
That's which, like within four yards, whether we score yeah, or something? Yeah, so like? it's, um, I believe it's within two or three yards uh, when you need to convert a third or fourth down or score a touchdown. Two or three. Okay. Um, and so, but, I mean, again, that was on display this time. Yep. They bring in the tight ends. Yep. And so sure. it, it sucks that in order to have, like, our best successes, we have to bring in an extra blocker because then we take off a playmaker to catch, like – to catch or run the ball right um and so i mean denzel carter has the ability where he could come in and then also go for you know go for the pass but like we can't really risk having him yeah. off of the line in situations like that i mean so, there were times this game we had both tight ends in there and shamari brooks all standing back blocking and like that that awesome touch the first touchdown pass to stokes mm-hmm. brooks was in the backfield there i mean picked up the block perfectly Gave Smith an extra, like, second, got a clean ball off, touchdown, Stokes, you know, breaks the tackle, scores. And it was stuff like that all game. I mean, he's a, like, I can't imagine if it's Seth Boomer in there. Like, I'm sure he gets away from some of those maybe, but I don't know. Smith stands in there. He's a big dude. He's He's, like, thicker, stronger than Seth Boomer. He stands in there and takes those hits and still delivers, like, pretty good passes most of the time. It it threw him off several times, but – um, I think more often than not, they were still like they were laser beam passes that went for big gains a lot of the time. So I really like that he's able to stand there and do that. The stat line from him, the 25 of 50, obviously, I mean, that's that's the cause of the the line. I think I think he had a really good game. And then I heard, you know, during the game and after the game, uh, you know, what people questioning or saying that Smith is just holding on to the ball too long. I think that's just ridiculous. I mean, he sometimes he is. I don't get me wrong. Like he sometimes he has enough time to stand there and at least throw it out of bounds or something. And he stands there and takes a shot or takes a hit and gets sacked. Um, but man, so many times that game, he's he goes three step drop and he gets hit immediately. So I don't blame him for that one. I mean, you can't or for those several occurrences of that happening. So you can, you can't blame him for the stuff like that. Yeah, you gotta like he shouldn't have to worry about getting yeah. the ball off within like one second right. time. and <laughs> there were quite a few times where that was the case yeah yep for sure so overall i think he i think he did really well um but yeah moving on to like kind of how wyoming did i mean their their gameplay in this game was also super different how they went about going going at us i mean we talked about in last week's episode talking about them how they're super super run heavy like all the time and they still were they still ran i mean they were but way less to an extent right so this game, I mean, the pass to run attempts in it's the almost, last three weeks has, has been incredible, incredibly different, right? The last three games, they have uh, they passed it like 12 times, 16 times, and 14 times. This game, 32 times, like double their previous high mm-hmm. of the season. And then running, you know, only two more. So it's essentially our game plan, right? Doing the same thing we do, very balanced attack, except we didn't do that either this game. So both teams really switched it up a lot. We threw 50 times. Um, so it was weird. I wonder, I don't know what the thinking was there, especially like looking at us, they know, you know, you assume that they know our past defense is pretty good. Our rust defense is not that good. You would think they would go about their normal game plan and see, see what happens, but they came out firing the ball around and it really didn't work very well. Their quarterback was nine of 25. Uh, granted those nine passes were completed for 193 yards. So that sucks. Uh, so maybe they had us figured out, I guess. I mean, they completed all these, these deep ones. Yeah, and so I really thought, other than that first scoring drive they had where um, 
our line just our D, our D line had some pressure, but again, we didn't switch up the scheme at all. We even for as much as it was said that like Gillespie is more open to changing the scheme yeah. for adjusting, uh, we still played the five uh, three three five. I do think the scheme was different though. We stacked the linebackers a lot and sent way more blitzes than yeah, normal. But ha- we still had five back, and so yeah. on that on that scoring drive of theirs, it's he just had way too much time and then like that's why they were able to get that giant rushing touchdown yeah um which sucked but after that i thought we did a really strong job of actually limiting their rush their rushing yeah we really did they only had a what gain of 154 yards which on 34 attempts that's pretty good i'm seeing 143 that was the net yeah oh you're saying oh total gain yeah not including okay i guess you could throw in yeah, five, I know what you're saying. More the sack, but I thought we actually did a really get, good job of limiting the run, and I think part of that is, like you were saying, our linebackers were really strong. Like we were talking, Zayvon Collins really hadn't done a whole lot this season, like what we were expecting from him. But I thought he had a very good presence overall. Yep. Uh, yesterday, uh, he had seven total sackle sackles. <laughs> seven total sack. Uh, yeah. Keeping Jesus sackles Christ. in there. That's the name of this episode. Sackles. Uh, he had seven total tackles uh, and a pass broken up. But, I mean, our, our linebackers, Cooper, had nine tackles. Collins had seven. Uh, let's see. Johansi Burnett is then, like, three. Cannon with two. I mean, it's it's not – it doesn't surprise me that our top two tackles were linebackers and then our backs were – just because they were playing up a little bit too to help sell out the run. But I thought we did a good job on the run. Yeah. I am concerned. Not I don't know. Looking back on it, it's concerning that they were able to get 193 yards on nine passes. But the other side is that like there are a lot of passes we didn't allow to get through. Yep. It's just some of those catches were incredible. Yeah, they which, did. And they I mean, totally we, we fooled say, us. We say that a lot, but... They totally got us on that one, that oh, one trick open. play touchdown. Yeah, Man, wide open. Just Christian Williams just burned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that that was the that one sucked. Um, but yeah, to your point, I, I totally agree. The rush defense looked really good, better than expected. I think um, outside of that one, you know, that opening drive, thirty-three yard touchdown uh, by Sean Chambers. But um, Wyoming, like in the past three games, they before coming into this game, they hadn't rushed for fewer than two hundred yards in in a game uh, this season. So having us us being the team that stops them, um, not Mizzou, you know, or something like that, that keeps them at under 150 even, that's pretty solid. Uh, we did a really good job, even staying with the 3-3-5, three, 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 um, which is the scheme seemed to work, and they passed it more than expected. We basically shut that down except for a couple big plays, uh, just like what happened against Oklahoma State. So overall, you know, a pretty good showing from the from the defense, a couple blown plays, and, you know, that, that sucks, but it, it's going to happen, I guess. Uh, but overall, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was nice. Um, the run game for us though did not really get moving. I mean, aside, you know, we had that awesome Brooks touchdown at the end, but I mean, what did both running backs were like four yards a carry or three high threes maybe? Yeah, uh, Brooks was three nine. I think Taylor was four two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's just it wasn't getting going, and that's that speaks to the offensive line as well. Like you said a while ago, we've got you know the line yards that are that we that we allow are 125th in the in the country or whatever yeah, that if you was. Want, if you want the actual number for that, it's uh, 1.78 yards per, like, carry. It's yeah. attributed to the line. Dang. And that should be, like, 
closer to like three oh, yeah. at minimum. Let's see, like top team in the country right now for line yards um, is 3.85. So if you just do like middle of the pack, it should be at least two and a half yards. So, And that makes a big difference when you're running the ball as much as we do. So... Yeah, I mean, you got we got to figure that out. I was also surprised again. I guess I shouldn't be, uh, but we didn't see T.K. Wilkerson again. And I thought, you know, I keep hoping we see him just because we got the flash of beauty that he showed uh, against San Jose State. Is that what it was? Um, Looked really good. You know, big, strong back. I understand, you know, running backs get hurt and maybe we don't want to risk playing all three guys um, just in case something does happen. He's got to come in. We want him fresh. Uh, And I don't know if that's what the strategy is, but that's the only thing that makes sense to me. So. Yeah, and it's, I mean, at this point, you don't take out Brooks. I mean, Brooks can create so much. Oh, yeah, that no, yeah. I'd, I'd have Brooks in there, there every time. I could see right. them swapping. Like, Wilkerson is more of a Corey Taylor-style runner, it seems yeah. like. It's just at that point, Taylor already doesn't get a ton of carries. And then once yeah. we stopped running as heavy as heavily, mm-hmm. at that point, I just, I guess I'm not surprised. But, I don't know, I guess we'll see going forward. Hopefully he gets some more playing time because he can make things happen, but he probably needs more help from the line yeah, than yeah. like a Brooks does. So, Dude, I mean, every every game I'm just surprised how Brooks just slips out of these like sure tackles. I mean, they, they have him wrapped up, and he gets out of there and gets another three yards. I mean, if he's not doing that, he's, he's too small of a guy to get out of there. Like his shiftiness gets him all of his yards basically because he can't get them with our line not allowing for these yards. So love seeing that. I mean, he's just super fun to watch. Can't get enough of watching Shamari Brooks out there. Super cool. He also had, like, he was active in the receiving game. Yeah, too. yeah, that was nice. He had two passes for and, 18 yards, and he almost had that uh, screen pass uh, for that for mm-hmm. fourth down late in the fourth quarter yep. that just got tipped yeah. on the line. Right. Um, but I like that we were taking advantage of receivers. We spread it out again. I think we had six total guys catch passes. Yeah, and that'll happen, I think, you know, when you're passing 50 times. I hope that happens. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, look at all that. Like, one, two, three, four, five, six guys catching more than one pass. So, no, I mean, all these guys are multiple catches. Um, and finally, like you mentioned, uh, Zayvon Collins having kind of a, a breakout game. You know, finally, four games in, we've got Keenan Johnson stepping up in a huge way, dude. I mean, the fourth and – what was it, fourth and four right there? Fourth uh, and – Fourth and eight, maybe? Yeah, so, I don't remember. But, man, the, the you know, the big drive at the end. Oh, no. He, yeah, fourth and four he got – It was four. Eight, I think it was an eight-yard reception. Um, Dude, I mean – He got up. So, there. like, it was uh, – before that play happened, I was talking – He's Matt's sitting right next to me. I was talking to Matt. I was like, man, I really got to go to the bathroom. But we were – like, the offense was rolling, and I did not want to leave. But, man, I had to go. And so I told Matt, like, I don't want to go. I feel like I might score a touchdown. I don't want to miss it. And he's like, all right, well, then go, you know, so we score a touchdown. So I said, like, okay, I'll take one for the team. I'll go to the bathroom. And what do you know? I'm in the bathroom all of a sudden. I hear everybody cheering. And I'm like, crap, it actually happened. Well, I guess that's good, you know. Um, so I ran back up as fast as I could. And, you know, I got there just in time to see Shamari Brooks run in that touchdown run. But I didn't see that catch. And I went home, looked for a video of it somewhere, couldn't find it anywhere. Didn't actually see it until like an hour before we recorded the show. Finally watched the game. I like just like watched, had to watch the game again to actually find a video of that, which blows my mind because that was a hell of a catch. Um, but yeah, dude, fourth and four, he's like, climb the ladder, go get that ball. That's a clutch play. Like game over. He doesn't make that catch, basically. Um, so man, if you're going to wait for a time to like 
step up again, I mean, that was the time to do it. And he he looked like a pro receiver out there. That was a heck of a catch. And he ended up with the most catches on the team. So big time, big time game from Keenan Johnson. And it's like we had talked about this. Our offense seems to rely a lot on momentum. And so yeah. the more that goes right, like the better we end yeah. up playing. Yep. And so it doesn't surprise me that like right after that catch, Shamari Brooks just rolls right into the yeah. end zone for I know, the man. touchdown. That was a freaking awesome Sick run. Take the lead. I mean, that was. It, it's it's just like the perfect, co- like combo. Yeah. Just like once we get moving, we can get steamrolling. It's um, that speed offense, man. Yeah. It catches people off guard because we don't do it like 100% of the time. And so it, we only really start doing it after we get a couple first downs in a row, and then we start rolling, and all of a sudden the other team can't catch up, and, man, we're in the end zone. So just got to put – we were – you know, the announcers were talking about it all first half, how inconsistent we were with, like, these big chunk plays, like big 15, 20-yard plays we were making, and then, like, a bunch of zero-yard plays or negative-yard plays. We can't have those. And that's – you know, I, I hate to come back to the offensive line – but, I mean, you have less of those if they're if we're getting three, four yards a run every time. Um, so it's it's a bummer we can't put it, like, string more of these kind of drives together because we'd just be rolling on these teams if we could. Uh, but, you know, we did it enough to get the win, so I'll take it. Um, so I do want to ask you a question. Uh, so before our scoring drive, it was 17 to 14. We went for it on fourth down. It was fourth and four again. Uh, this was before the Keenan Johnson touchdown catch, though. Um, fourth and four. It's probably, I mean, I think we had the ball on like uh, Wyoming's 40 Mm -hmm. and we go for it uh, having already allowed six sacks in that game, drop back. We've got nobody in the backfield helping block and Smith gets sacked and Wyoming takes over basically on the 50 yard line and that, that drive, they go down and score and take the lead. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think about that call? Do you think that was, I I like, I don't know. I want to hear your opinion on this. So I think the decision to go for it is probably what are we we're up by three with uh how much like six minutes um oh that's a good question i think so yeah i think it's around six six or so minutes left so i don't know that's tough because on the one hand we had had thomas bennett had a very strong game Mm -hmm. uh just punting wise and so we dominated the field position battle so i think we could pin him in the in the 10 but why not like try and force the issue and so i think the decision to go for it i have no issue with i agree that that's right the play call or the scheme we had offensively wasn't right for the situation just Mm -hmm. based on because at that point the worst thing you can do is get a sack to give up just more yeah like an interception is better at that point yep just throw it it, it up there it's just a thrown punt at that point Mm -hmm. but because, I mean, on that play you had on the line, the line goes, two of them go right, three go left. might be a three right, two left, something like that. And then straight down the middle, linebacker like, just dude, comes in, destroys Smith. That, it was, there was no blocker and three yards yeah. on either side. So we need we either needed to have a running back there just like – because Brooks had shown that he can pick up a guy because he gets Zach Smith that extra second – he finds someone or bring in a tight end. We needed to add another blocker. Mm-hmm. That was what needed to change. So I like the decision. I didn't like the play that they called for it. But I mean, I don't I don't blame Zach Smith for not making that pass. He had yeah. like he gets the snap, takes a couple of steps I mean, back, it's, and it's and an unblocked guy. Yeah. I mean he got no time back there. Yeah. So I mean it's good. Yeah what we had 
definitely less than ideal. Yeah, um, that's a good point. I, I think I I think I mostly agree with you. I also like the aggressive call. Try to put him away. Um, Especially, I mean, just for that, we 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 need to guarantee wins. Yeah, at this point, yeah, like we don't want to right like play conservatively and end up losing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like the I think I like the decision to go for it, but I agree. Um, the call there having nobody in the backfield with you, like I understand. The more the fewer people you have in the backfield, the more options you probably have to throw to down the field. But man, he had like you said, three step drop. He's hit. I mean, he had no time back there. Um, so I don't know. Like we had gotten sacked so many times already. That was our, that was sixth. Before that, we had already gotten sacked six times. That was the seventh. Uh, Wyoming had just recently scored. Their offense was looking pretty good. Um, so I get wanting to keep their offense off the field, but like. I also see, I mean, we punt right there. You get them within the, you know, 15 or 10 or or, or before, um, give them a, a much bigger field to cover. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. whatever. You can say that now. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough call. Um, people were kind of pissed at that fourth down call, I know. But I think you're right. I think a, just a better play call there would have been fine and get, at least give them a chance to get, like, have a blocker back there for them. Uh but I don't know. I don't, I don't really agree with everybody being pissed just that he went for it on fourth down. And he, here's the other, like, so I have faith in our defense, and I think Philip Montgomery has faith in our defense. Sure. So we don't convert yeah. that. He's not too worried that, mm-hmm. like, they scored, like, on their previous drive. Yeah, but that was, I don't want to say it was a fluky play call because it's not. It was just blown coverage. Yeah. But they scored on that 53-yard right. pass where Williams just missed the and guy. And before that, we had just locked them out. Right. And so there's no, I mean, my expectation would be if they do it, there's no guarantee that they're going to score. I mean, on that drive, they still had that incredible catch yeah. uh, down the left, oh, feet, yeah, down the oh, left yeah. sideline where a guy yeah. snagged it. Like, great, great coverage on him. Mm-hmm. But and that was just, a young Tyon Davis, too. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a good play by him. Yeah. But receiver, Wyoming receiver, still managed to come down with the ball. And, I mean, then they're in the tent. And so yep. it it. They were forced to make great plays to score on both of those drives. Yeah. And so I think that just Montgomery has a level of confidence where he, like, what we, we went for it on fourth down five times. We converted three, yep. three of five. Like, that just shows that he has faith in our defense. And I agree with that. Yeah. I'd yeah. Throw that on too. Yeah, I agree. Um, I th- yeah, I think I can't have said it any better. I actually had a bit of a different opinion before you said what you thought, and I think I agree more with more with yours than what I was really thinking. So, like the call, um, play call. I mean, I like the decision. I don't like the play call. Uh, that's that's on Montgomery too. I, mean, I can't give him a pass on that one, but um, I do like the aggressiveness there. And he, he maybe he thought we would have had something super quick. I don't know. Um, what I did notice was some of the pass coverage was tough. Also, like Caleb Evans was out. He was out all game, didn't play, wasn't even dressed. Uh, not sure what the problem was. Didn't see anything about it uh, on Twitter or from the Tulsa world or anything. Um, so we had this sophomore who had played a couple times this season already. So it wasn't his first time out there. But uh, sophomore guy, his name's Tyon Davis. And he like he was the one on that, the tough one that the guy caught. But, I mean, he was there. Like the great coverage by him, number 18, uh, the corner, taking over for Evans. And I like him. I mean, he's he's just as big. Uh, I think he's six one, and real quick looks looks like a good player. So I'm I'm glad we're getting him some time. I'm worried about Evans. I hope he's not, you know, out for any extended period of time. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Davis, you know, just based on today, looked like a, a genuine replacement. So that was pretty cool. What I didn't like as much 
was Kendarren Ray was in there a lot this game and did not do a good job. Like he had, I th- you know, he had some tackles, one really good one I remember. Uh, but man, he blew some coverage, just blew him. And I don't know, like I hadn't seen him out there this year, I don't think. I'm sure he was, and I just hadn't seen him. But I, you know, I haven't noticed anything. I don't, haven't noticed him out there. And he he made a bunch of mistakes this game. So I don't know uh, why he was in as much as he was, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if he stays in as much. And if he does, you know, more power to him. I hope he I hope he does a better job. But this was a rough kind of first impression for for him. But so it goes. Uh, just a couple more notes on this game that I have. Um, so like I was looking it up on uh, ESPN and on the Athletic. Jacob Rainey, like, he totally missed a field goal. He missed that 36-yarder in the second quarter, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, went right. Yeah. Ne- At least for, I mean, I can look again, but neither ESPN nor The Athletic had a missed field goal for him. They both have one for one, and he didn't make one. It was that 20-something yarder, but he missed the 36-er. And let me uh, let me make sure I'm not... Yeah, ESPN play-by-play shows him as having a missed... Uh... Yeah, but the the stat recap though for both both I'm looking at it right now on ESPN and the Athletic too. He's he's one for one field goals, 100%. Long 29. Mm-hmm. And that's the one he might put. They're missing. They're they're missing his uh 36 yarder. Um, so whatever. I mean, I, it doesn't matter. I guess he missed the field goal, and that does matter because it was not that long, and that was an ugly looking kick. Like he just freaking ducked that thing. It just kind of wobbled around and barely got there, even on a 36 er and it went right. So maybe it was a bad snap or something, and I just didn't notice, but. Didn't look good out on the field. So, uh, I don't know. I was kind of optimistic about him. He hadn't, we hadn't really seen much from him yet. And that was his first long ish mid range kick and it did, did not go well. So man, I hope he, uh, I hope he can get better. Yeah. I mean, bounce back, made the second one, didn't let it get to his head. So True. you just gotta hope that it's not going to continue. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's enough to say. We haven't seen him enough to say yeah. whether or not we're, I agree. That's, there's a trend yet. Let's wait till we uh, decide to go for it yeah. on like the two yard line against right. Texas. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and yeah, we have to talk about this next thing. We haven't even, I mean, I guess we kind of brushed past it at the beginning of the episode and said we would get to it later. So we have to. Uh, everybody knows the play. Everybody saw the play happen. It was the last play of the game, basically. Cooper Edmiston. Um, Mr. Primetime. Mr. Primetime. Earning his name. I mean... It doesn't get any better. Like, they are rolling down the field, complete a crazy catch on third and long to keep the game going. Then they run a couple things. It gets down to like a minute and 15 seconds left. And quarterback, it's third down again. 50 seconds or a minute 15 left in the game. Sean Chambers there running quarterback, fakes a run, fakes a, or fakes a handoff, fakes another handoff behind him, takes off to the right. And he's got like three guys, three of our guys in front of him. So he's only, he's got to beat three guys. Beats the first one. Uh, Reggie Robinson's the second guy. Reggie kind of cuts off the, the the end, so he has to cut inside. Previously in that play, Cooper Edmonds had gotten knocked down on the ground. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, he was down. Didn't get. Didn't quit. Got up, chased down, wrapped like Reggie Robinson forced the Sean Chambers, the Wyoming guy, to cut back inside closer to Cooper. Wraps him up. Wraps that right arm around. Punches the ball out. I mean, dude, and then whoever, who jumped on that? It was thing? Reggie. Reggie. It was Robinson. Reggie picked that thing yeah. up? Man, what a game from him so, also. Yeah, yeah. forcing um, a fumble, huge. Yeah. Covering the fumble, I mean, that was. Dude, yeah. I mean, Mr. Primetime, like game. I said, earning his name, literally won the game for us. He yeah. keeps doing it. He's just everywhere all the time. It blows my mind. Like, 
the guy is just a he's a freaking turnover machine and that's what he was last year too and i mean i love it so much um so man yeah, i was convinced i mean from where our seats are i was like oh man they're gonna score yeah dude watching it it's like obviously like our defense was set up yeah. so that he was not gonna score but I, I was just like all right well we're going to overtime like yep that'll be good we'll overtime best case scenario yeah. basically is what i was nope. thinking there cooper's just like nah <laughs> this game's already been going on three hours 45 minutes we'll end yeah. this thing and apparently before that play was snapped i think it was dakota gregory wrote this article uh for the Tulsa world they apparently that play on defense gibson looks at edmondson behind him is like we gotta goddamn win this game that's what he said to him and then that happens they freaking pull it off i mean it's it's nuts dude i mean everything about that was like the coolest craziest thing ever give me chills i know dude oh man it was great um just i mean man saved the game so man nice nice job cooper reggie all those guys um giving the pep talk travis gibson good stuff uh, but yeah, we didn't even talk about Reggie Robinson that much. He also had that blocked field goal. Like mm-hmm. that was a helpful play. The dude is everywhere all the time. Uh, he's having a, a great year. I've been I've been impressed with with Reggie. Uh, okay, so some last things I have um, just on this game really quick. We moved up to number eighty one uh, in the SP Plus rankings, and I don't remember what that's up from, but it was like we were in the one hundreds I think before that. Uh, so uh, big I jump. We were like ninety something last week. Was it? Maybe I looked two weeks ago. Oh, uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. Update me when you know it. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, so up to 81, which is nice, moving on up and expected because that's a 3-0 and Wyoming team. I also didn't realize they also won the last four of their games last season, so that was their seventh win in a row coming into Tulsa. Um, so that's a big win. I mean, we were favorited to win that game, which I was kind of surprised by, um, and the spread was about right on, so got that one. Uh, finally, do I do want to mention this because um, it was a big deal on the field. Wyoming uh, had that ambulance drive out on the field with um, the guy's name was Logan Harris, and he was actually he's not a bad player. Like the dude was leading the Mountain West in tackles this year so far. So big time player for them. Right at the end of that third quarter, uh, I didn't really see what happened, and I didn't see what happened in the in, when I rewatched the game. Um, they didn't show it. They didn't show any kind of replay uh, at the at the stadium. Um, but it looked like a neck, like upper, either like high shoulder, lower neck kind of thing. Oh, I mean, based on the brace and they were like locking his yeah. neck in place. It's something either neck or spine related. Cause you don't yeah. want any sort of movement. Yeah. And like, they were being really careful with him. He was on the field for a while before they moved him at all. Uh, finally the ambulance drove out and they slowly, very carefully loaded him on the stretcher, lifted him up into the ambulance and, and took off. Uh, but it was scary. I mean, it did not look good. Their whole team was obviously very, you know, discouraged by that. Uh, fortunately, um, I heard today, uh, Sunday, that he was released from the hospital the same day, and he actually traveled back to Wyoming with the team, uh, like, together with them. Uh, so that's good. Um, he gave the thumbs up as he was driving off, as, you know, you always want to see that. But it was scary. I mean, it was a scary thing to see. Uh, really glad he's okay, and it sucks that, you know, looks like he'll probably be out the rest of the year um i don't know uh i'm just glad he's you know it's not worse than it could have been this was there were wyoming had a lot of injuries this game man um, they did it, did yeah. you ever find the like total number or anything no it had I to be like just eight people reading online it seemed like it was seven or eight yeah like times where it's these like i don't know if it's just the weather but that yeah you would think the yeah, weather yeah. would benefit them 
yeah, coming well, from higher just altitude like cr- and stuff. cramping muscles that affects the like heat. how well yeah. stuff like that. That's but true. like this, it, you never you never like to see that. So I hope a lot of those guys bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was just kind of a slugfest of a game. Man, Not, really I mean, was. it's nobody was being playing dirty or anything. It's just how it ended up being. Yeah, I mean. It was really only for Wyoming, though. Like, we didn't have... I think the only thing I remember Tulsa injury-wise was Stokes got out for a little bit with... A, he was holding his shoulder, but he came back in. Later in the game, was fine. Um, other than him, I don't I don't remember much happening on the Tulsa injuries. Like, did, did we have anything besides Stokes? Uh, not that we had to... We had yeah. to, like, to pause the game or anything for right. it, I remember. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, getting out of there with basically no injuries is is nice um hopefully evans comes back next game i don't know what happened to him must have been a practice thing because he played last game so not sure uh but yeah best of luck to um logan harris from wyoming i mean that that sucks and uh sucks even more that his team lost i mean it's good for us but uh not great yeah it's always that weird situation where like stadium's quiet everyone's like the player everybody's taking a knee and it's like very I guess solemn is kind of, and then go from that to like third down right away. And it's like, <laughs> I know I'm like, supposed to be yeah. into this, like super excited again. Like yeah. that's it's just such, it's very weird. Yeah. It usually takes like, like 15 minutes for yeah. people to kind of get back into the game. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine how difficult that is for players. Exactly. To go from like, yeah, just up the intensity <laughs> yeah. again. Cause like, yeah. yeah, it's a killer. Uh, and I mean, it's your, it's your leading tackler. Like that's a, that in itself is a huge deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Hope he speedy recovery to Logan Harris. Uh, I looked back. We were 94 last week in SP+. Plus, oh, dang. Yeah, so we jumped a big old up jump. 13, 13 spots. Sweet. Yeah, right. we actually, Wyoming was 81. So we just took that <laughs> spot. Man, that's a, that's a nice uh, stat. Okay, uh, moving on. Let's hit our players of the game real quick. Um, you want to start with offense? With offense? Um, no. Can we, can we start, like, with either defense or special teams instead. <laughs> sure let's go backwards because, let's start with special teams okay uh well, that's also tough i will go first though um so we talked about reggie robinson that was my yep. initial thought but i'm mm-hmm. just gonna give it to the aussie thomas bennett had i thought a very solid game that first his first punt was uh, kind of short because he kicked it and then it died in the wind immediately. Yeah. He started spinning. Um, but that being said, he punted six times. Five of them were inside the 20. Yeah. Zero touchbacks. Like, that mean, that's very solid <laughs> yep. to, like, get them up and, like... Yeah, they were high not, archers. Not, yeah. And so I thought we were... We dominated field position. I think a majority of the time they're starting like somewhere around their 17 on average, which is huge because um, like when they were getting good plays, they were like, they were a threat to score if it's, if it's a short field, but if we gave them the long field, they just could not churn. Yeah, man. We destroyed them in field position battle. It was awesome. So yeah, Thomas Bennett uh, with an honorable mention to Reggie Robinson for blocking that field goal. Cause that was nice. Yep. Couldn't have said any better. I had basically the same thing. I will just flip that since you uh, you did that one. But I, I totally agree. Like I think Bennett had a really good game. Um, like you said, a lot of pins inside the 20. Nice high arching kicks. Uh, looked good out there. So, uh, But I'll give it to Reggie because, man, that the, the blocked field goal, like, you know, 
difference in the game right there. All said and done, the three points that we we prevented them from getting. So uh, I'll go with Robinson. And that guy, I mean, he's just a playmaker. At least, you know, this season especially. He's been all over it. So nice job on him. Uh, for defense, so many. Uh, I was honestly, like, I had my initial pick immediately. And there were a bunch of other, you know, I thought pretty good options here. Um, but, man, you got to give it to Cooper. How can you not? He won the game for us. Uh, absolutely lived up to the Mr. Primetime nickname that we have dubbed him with. Uh, just like that last play on its own, basically. I would have given it to him had he done nothing else the entire game. But he did do a bunch of stuff the entire game. He had a great game. Uh, nine tackles, I think. I think six of them were solo. I think I saw that's what it was. Uh, but, man, I mean, the last play, getting knocked down, getting back up, running, chasing down a fast quarterback and forcing a damn fumble to win the game, it doesn't get any better. So, you, I mean, there's no no other option in my eyes. Uh, I'm going to provide another option <laughs> because, right. yeah, Cooper won the game. Cooper was uh, – there. It, there is potentially no Tulsa victory without Cooper Edmiston. But I say there is no Tulsa victory whatsoever without Travis Gibson on the line. He did He was – a force, uh, as we've come to expect, yep. picked up another sack, mm-hmm. picked up two tackles for loss, and a quarterback hurry. I mean, for as much as we ask of our defensive line to do, Travis Gibson delivers. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, him and uh, freaking Jackson Player, man, they're a monster combo. They can't be stopped. Yeah, well, they can be, but only because there's five, yeah. like, offensive line yeah we got three of exactly and we still get back there yeah and we still like i mean you think of how much time they're just i guess not even on gibson but their offense our defense in general these quarterbacks have so much time to throw the ball because we just don't sell out for the yeah for sacks or tackles for loss and stuff but they hold on to it for so long because our like our coverage is just rock solid i know so I, it's just great. I mean, it kind of it's kind of annoying to be like, oh god, like why are why is Sean Chambers holding the ball for like six hours? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, he doesn't have anything to do with it yeah, because right. our defense is just very stingy. So yeah, man, we had uh, I think Pat noted a couple times these coverage sacks we were getting. Like he, there's just no options if they decide to pass the ball. They've got very few options downfield. Quarterback's got to hold it down there for too long, and we get to them. Um, so yeah, totally agree. That's a good, that's a good pick. Move on with, uh, you, you can start us off on offense. Mm, okay. Um, so first thought, uh, no, no first thought gut reaction. Keenan Johnson. Yes, baby. Keenan Johnson saves the game, saves that drive, jump, reaches for the stars, comes down with a ball. It was beautiful. Uh, like he was hype. I was hype. Yeah, he was probably slightly more hype and more, <laughs> like deserving to be hyped no uh, you've got all the right in the world to be but as hyped as him yeah has his first big game of the season seven receptions 95 yards like there there is no there is no victory without keenan johnson i'm gonna Absolutely. say that's my that's my new that's how i decide these things yeah if we can't win without this player which i mean there's I mean, a lot of them yeah but keenan johnson specifically <laughs> well you say that but then you didn't give it to cooper Edmondson for defense yeah, because we wouldn't have been in that situation if Travis Gibson <laughs> wasn't there. That's true. Fair. Uh, yep, totally agree. I also have Keenan Johnson. Uh, all the same reasons you said. Just, a, just an amazing game from him. Uh, the one, you know, that catch we just talked about. Won't go over all that again. It was incredible. Uh, I'll give my my second place. Honestly, would have been Zach Smith. 
as bad as his stat, not bad, you know, kind of bad, like 50% completion percentage, not great stat wise, but take into account everything we've talked about this episode with the line. Also, I mean, a lot of like a lot of drops this game. Yeah, dude, there were, there were a lot of drops. Josh Johnson had a lot of drops. Um, Carlos had yeah. a couple drops. Um, so yeah, add in the drops, add in the pressures he's getting. He's still staying in that pocket and getting hit and throwing good, good passes. And that's just a factor of him being a big, strong guy who's tall and can see what he needs to do. And he's got a big enough arm to get it there. Uh, had a couple passes batted down too. Um, all, you know, that that's the offensive line impacting that as well. So second place, I think Zach Smith, I think he had a deceptively, if you're just looking at the stats, had a deceptively very good game. Um, yards wise, obviously did, you know, did you already said the. 300 yards for the first time since the beach ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, dude, anything where we're comparing you to Dane Evans, give me more of that. That's what I like to see. Yeah. Uh, my second place would be receiving core uh, ensemble just because yeah. I believe there was a lot of yak this game. Aside from the drops. Uh, yeah, other than the drops. But, like, Sam Crawford and Stokes, both of them on their touchdowns. Yeah. Like, those passes, so good. they weren't, like, deep passes. I, I think the one to Stokes was maybe 10 yards. Freaking just, just takes <laughs> off down the field touchdown. Broke a broke a nice tackle. Yeah, Crawford made some people miss in the end zone. So, I just thought, like, those two, like, our combination of Johnson, Keenan Johnson, Sam Crawford, Keelan Stokes, probably our, I mean, that's our, that's our best receiving core I think we've had since uh, we had, what was it, 16? with uh garrett and josh agison keeps lucas no lucas. well yeah that for sure if you throw in uh, kiers garrett but just the next year when atkinson and uh oh. keeping lucas both had a thousand yards yeah so yeah i agree i mean no no doubt it, this feels like a really strong core i mean crawford being as good as he's been this year has been exactly what we need because with johnson the first three games not being the guy crawford stepped up was the guy and now we've got man hopefully all three being these kind of players that is a killer trio right there and then Santana's had a quiet, good season. Josh Johnson, he's had some drops. I'm a little concerned about that. Uh, but he he's did, an he Iowa State. Have, he did have some clutch yeah. clutches, though. Yeah. I mean, they're all solid guys. I mean, Josh Johnson is from Iowa State, Power 5 school. I've got no doubt he's a really skilled player. Uh, so he's just got to show us some more, too. So, man, good call on the. Yeah, I agree. It's a great receiving core game. Uh, okay, so moving on. Tweet of the week. I have two again because I have a normal hashtag rain cane, and we had for the second week in a row. A hashtag blow cane. Nice. And so I have to include it because it's a good have one. have to. You have the honor. I have the honor. And it is worthy of being co-tweet of the week. So my normal tweet of the week is, it's it's nice. It's a, it's a cool story I didn't know about until I actually was looking for this on Twitter uh, for this hashtag. And it is from our wonderful mayor, GT Bynum. Did you hear about what the thing was? Okay. So yeah, it's a nice, it's a cool thing. The tweet itself isn't anything special. Uh, he was talking with the mayor of Cheyenne, Wyoming, um, Marion Orr, and the tweet just says, thanks, Marion, at GoFishWyoming. Is her Twitter name? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, great game by two teams that represent their fans well. But the backstory to this Twitter conversation between these two, they made a bet against each other. The winning team has to wear the other team's, or the losing team has to wear the winning team's colors and put it on social media and like write something very nice about the city, something like that. So just a fun, you know, mayor on mayor thing. We have we won, of course. So I think that is a nice differentiating tweet of the week for the hashtag rain cane on there. Um, for hashtag blow cane, which I assume was tweeted solely to be tweet of the week because it was the only one. And I've never seen this guy tweet hashtag blow cane before we started doing this thing. But 
our boy Chris Rathbone, who shouted us out on uh, Fear the Waves Twitter the other day. So thank you for that. Said, and this is actually this is a good tweet. Said, I think Tulsa, sh- <laughs> I think Tulsa should put their deep snapper in to give Smith more time. Hashtag Rain Kane, hashtag Blow Kane. So covered both his bases right there. Um, it's true, man. Just put Adam Higuera in there. He's a, he's our deep snapper. Give give Zach Smith an extra twenty yards of, of leeway and have him just bomb the ball all game. Yeah, like, I mean, at that point, he's throwing seventy yards <laughs> for, for yeah. fifty yards. I mean, it's right. I see no negative. Yeah. to that. Yeah, why not? You know, that'd be uh, that'd be hilarious. All of a sudden, we got a new center in there, and nobody knows what's going on. Zach Smith runs backwards twenty yards, catches the ball, and throws a hundred yard touchdown pass. Uh, yes. that would be fun to see. As long as we don't botch the, well, even if we botch the snap there, we have time. <laughs> yeah, yeah plenty of time. Yeah, there's no downside here. Uh, uh, so I want to see that. Um, but yeah, uh, GT Bynum and Chris Rathbone. Nice, nice tweets. Um, so yeah, uh, next week we have a bye. We're off. We play SMU, uh, in two weeks to start off conference play. That is, what's the day on that one? You know, off the top of your head? Uh, it is October 5th. Correct. And me and you will be at that game. Super looking forward to that. Always fun. SMU is a nice campus. Uh, we also never lose to SMU in football, so excited to get the win over a hopefully ranked team for the first time in a long time. Um, so really looking forward to that game. Sadly, we don't have a game coming up. So next week's episode will be basically just a preview of SMU. and uh, Season in review so far. Yeah, that's usually a good thing to during, do during bye weeks. So probably we'll do that too. Um, quick note, I mean, we got some time to kill. Uh Feel free to turn off we the episode if you don't want to. We, we also don't have to make it like get to the full hour. I know. Well, I, I got stuff in my notes here. I mean, it's a, it a big week in the conference. I like talking about the conference. I love the American Matt more than more than a lot of other conference members. It seems like I really like this conference. I don't know why. The teams in it are just fun to me. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a decent week. It was a mixed bag. Two weeks ago was a bad week for the conference. Last week was like unequivocally a very good week for the conference. This was kind of a middle week. Um, Thursday was the best game of the weekend, at least for conference games, and besides Tulsa's win, of course. Tulane played Houston on Thursday, won 38-31 on prime, like ESPN, like 7 p.m. primetime game, sadly at the same time as Thursday Night Football. But still, super awesome. Tulane, tie game 31-31. Tulane's got the ball with like 17 seconds, I think it was, and they're in like victory formation to kneel just kneel off the clock get to overtime they fake the kneel hand it off to somebody like the they snapped the ball the quarterback had already handed it off fake the kneel the entire houston d like totally bit on it the guy runs 25 yards on the field gets out of bounds they got one more play they've got like five seconds um they snap the ball throw some like 30 yard pass the guy catches it bounces off like three other guys breaks three tackles and scores a touchdown to win the game with no time left it was amazing go watch the end of Tulane houston if you have time it was a freaking crazy game. Uh, so, yeah, that was the game of the week. Other than that, we beat Wyoming, of course. Um, the worst game of the weekend, number 15 UCF, after smoking Stanford last week, they lost to Pitt, who they beat by like 35 last year, lost to Pitt by one point on a last-second two-point conversion that Pitt went for instead of just tying the game up, lost by one. So they dropped to number 22 in the rankings. SMU, best, also one of the best games of the weekend, Beat a ranked team for the first time since 1990-something. Uh, no, that's not right. First time since 2011, I think is what it was. Um, but it's the first time they've been 4-0 since 1984. Beat number 25 TCU, 41-31. to They were up a lot more than that for most of the game. 
made it like and made it a close game at the end, but actually looked like the much better team than a ranked TCU. So that's going to be a scary one coming up in two weeks. Uh, UConn was up three to nothing on Indiana, ended up losing that one 38 to three. So good job, UConn, keeping the standard, I guess. Temple lost to Buffalo for the second year in a row after beating a ranked Maryland last week. They lost to Buffalo uh, this year again, 38-22 this time. And then ECU beat William & Mary, who's an FCS team. So ECU is still very bad. Uh, that's all for the conference stuff. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the blog, just what we've been writing, what we plan to write, and the the URL? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll talk about it after I said it was going to be a weekly thing, and then I just totally duffed it this week. <laughs> um so what I'm intending to do is to the one column that I've written so far uh, that I plan on being a weekly or every one and a half week kind of thing, maybe. Uh, we'll see. I, I don't really have a set day for when I try and get it out. It's kind of a how does my work schedule work. But yep. uh, the Golden Herostat, it's, uh, I think there's an S there. Um, and so that's just going to be a look at some cool stats that have defined Tulsa's season so far. Uh, the first article looked at just our three, ca- three key factors for the first two games against Michigan State and San Jose State, kind of comparing uh, those two games. And then I also did the first deep dive for the offensive line, uh, which might be a recurring uh, feature. Um, and so it's kind of just the story of the season with some of the stats, uh, just so that I don't have to read a bunch of numbers on like the podcast because it's a lot easier to write about them and i think then you get some i i throw in some cool charts and graphs and tables and it's a lot easier to digest yeah on, that, on that stuff mm-hmm. so uh one thing that i've kind of got that i want to focus on is just our third down uh how well we convert on based on each yardage because uh, it is very weird in that um so that's something that i'll probably write about this week in addition to just how the season's been going so far now that we're a third of the way through Um, crazy by the way yeah third of the way done already yeah uh but and i think pat and i are so far we're both predicted two two you were the only one no you and i no pat was three and one three one pat was too optimistic which i mean first half we had we had osu so uh, but it's not just going to focus on stats there's some cool stuff that i think is just interesting to dive into um and so tulsa doesn't really have any thing that like focuses on the history of the team or some of the interesting like we don't have an sb nation page about it uh there's 24 7 but i think they focus a lot more on uh recruiting Mm -hmm. and like news on the team because that's kind of like what their yep uh market is and so then you have the tulsa world who is more news and they'll do some stuff but uh just some stories about like some of the famous teams in golden hurricane history or like how we were in the 1940s, a football powerhouse. Yeah, man. Um, and then just like Ryan and I were talking about an article that we want to do about who should be Tulsa's rival in the conference. Cause with the divisionless yeah, deal next year, once, once we're losing division, it comes down to like Houston's a good option. Memphis is a good option. SMU is a good option. Tulane is a pretty good option. <laughs> a fun option. Yeah. Um, and so it's just kind of like looking at the history, seeing that. So there's a lot of stuff. Uh, if there's anybody has any cool like ideas that they would want to read about that would be fun for me to dig into or Pat or Ryan to also dig into, like 
feel free to shoot them our way uh, on just our email. You can email goldenhurricast at gmail. Are we the Golden Hurricast? The Golden Hurricast. The Golden Hurricast at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter. But uh, it's just a fun thing. Uh, it's called Herc's Corner. Uh, it's herxcorner.blog.com. Or, no, herxcorner.home.blog. .home.blog. Sorry, it's a WordPress right now because we haven't built up our own website. At some point, we probably want to do that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. Yeah, really looking forward to it. I'm, I I know you mentioned me and you were going to work on this one for the kind of permanent rivals in a divisionless conference, and that'll be a lot of fun. I'm also kind of hoping to put out a weekly or biweekly just conference update just because I like talking about the conference. Nobody else cares about the conference. I'll get the. I'll. I'll get it. I'll stop talking about it. But I really like the conference. So if you do like reading about it, I would appreciate it. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, I don't really. I don't think I have any shout out. Uh, one shout out. The uh, the nineteen was it eighty or but the women the national championship women's golf oh. team got inducted to the yeah. Hurricane Hall of Fame. Yeah. So that was awesome. They were they had uh, two of the members on the field. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. My uh my dad was with us at that game and he didn't know we'd ever won a national championship in anything. So it was pretty cool to have them there and uh, have that reminder. That was pretty nice. All right. We'll call it a wrap there. Uh if you like the show, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um good or bad, just want to hear from you. If you want to support us, you can sign up for a monthly donation on anchor.fm slash thegoldenhurricast and by clicking support this podcast. And you can find us on, we're on Twitter and Instagram, both of those at goldenhurricast, or you can send us an email like Matt mentioned. We are thegoldenhurricast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Stay golden. Hurricast.